Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Rolling with Disadvantage, the D&D podcast where we won't be playing D&D. As always, I'm your host, Tyler. And for the time being, I am still your co-host, Hill. RWD is our podcast where we argue, debate, and scream into that void. Tomorrow. Or the next day. Possibly even two weeks. About various aspects of D&D 5th edition. Feel free to join the conversation by tweeting us at RWD Podcast. Speaking of tweets, our favorite Twitter follower, Onslaught6, he shared with me something today. I heard he had the Ronals. Very. I hope he's feeling better. He's feeling better. He shared with me that what he's what he calls his studio in the house they're buying, and he made a logo for it. I'll share it with you. The he void. He calls it the void. He tagged Very you in that tweet. I don't know if you saw. Very good. Uh, I I'm, I'm trying. I I go on Twitter like once a week nowadays. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, I also you you have something you want to talk about, but I do want to. Sh- I, never mind. You go ahead. I'll talk about my other thing later. Okay. So, uh, no, I just, I came across a, uh, a service. I haven't, I haven't seen one, a professional DM service. Um, and I, I was just, I didn't do too much research on it, but I really like the way that's set up. It's called startplaying.games. Now, what country domain is dot .games? I know that I, .to that, that, is that Tonga. I don't know. But, um, just, uh, if you click on, they've got, you know, it just takes you right to the public games to start. And it shows you ones that have seats left, ones that are fully booked. It tells you what the campaign is, what system they're using, and how much it, it is. Um, and the prices range. Uh, like, if you're doing an off-brand or off-popularity uh, system like Star Wars, the RPG, mm-hmm. it's probably five or six bucks per session. Mm-hmm. If you're doing D&D, it's more like 10 to 20. Mm-hmm. Um and a really good DM is probably closer to 25. I see 25s on here. I see some freeze. Um, but uh, what I like about it is that if you click on one of the sessions, any of the sessions, each DM, it'll show you who the DM is for it. And they have their own profile that describes who they are, what their play style is, how long they've been doing it. Uh, and you really get to know that person before you decide, I want to A, spend money on them, and B, spend four hours with them. Really? Wow. Yeah, I see. I, I found a, a lady named Amber, six years, you know, played 3.5, Pathfinder, DMing for two and a half years, you know, $5 per hour per person, seven fifty dollars per price. hour per person on weekends. Yeah, it's a very reasonable price for the games. Um in my opinion. And I think that it's very cost effective for the DMs because you got to figure they get four to six people per session. Each person is paying five bucks an hour. Let's say, you know, DMs getting 20, 30 bucks per hour, which I think is a fair price for a DM. It is a fair price for the, for the dungeon mastering as we've discussed, but for prep work, it's not unless you're DMing a lot of different games using the same content. Exactly. Um, Just from the little bit I've looked at this, um they run these sessions fairly regularly uh like you can find a game right now and that same game could be on tomorrow or the next day so i get the impression that they run these with some regularity right i mean if i was doing that i want to run a pre-made campaign obviously like i'd run descent into Mm -hmm. avernus or something yep because i don't want to do a lot of work to to prepare for it i just want to run it yeah, I've noticed that the uh, the homebrews on here are the ones that are a bit more expensive, or the high level stuff. I mean, yeah, the, the higher tiers. Expensive. Like I just saw the Dungeon of the Mad Maid is more 
you know. Yeah. So, but, you know, uh, I'm probably not in the immediate future, but maybe like January, February with, you know, the Rona still being a thing. Maybe I'll check it out and play a session and get back to everybody. DM a session or play a session? Play a session. Okay. Give it a shot. Let I us don't, know. I don't DM online. Otherwise, I'd be DMing right now. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. We're on a mission. We're on a mission that we're partway through going through Tasha's Cauldron of Everything book. Yes. And I think today will be not a bad time for us. Today we, we're on Monks and Paladins, right? Yes. Fantastic. We've covered everything up to this point so far, going through the classes and the optional features uh, and the and the sheep people that you can make at the beginning of the book. Mm-hmm. But we're on Monks and Paladins. Now, I love a monk. Generally. I used to love a monk. Third edition monks were the were the greatest thing on planet Earth. So good. Gods among men. So cool. So powerful. Amazing. So good. Fifth edition monks are like they're 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 good. Yeah. They're fine. Yeah. They're like the RC Cola of monks. It, yes. it works. Yes. It's serviceable. Yes. I would agree with that. The you know, third edition monk is Pepsi. Fifth edition monk is or, RC Cola, or Coke. You're depending on. Your I persuasion. don't support Coke. Uh, not generally because of anything Coke's doing. Although I'm sure there's problems there, but because they're headquarters in the state of Georgia, and Georgia passed very strict uh, anti-women laws in the last few years, so I try not to send any money to the state of Georgia, including buying Coke products. Interesting. Interesting. So monks, starting with optional features. Um, dedicated weapon. I I, 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 hate I, it. I <laughs> Kensei monk, feel bad, man. This defeats the purpose of the Kensei monk. Is exactly what I wrote. Kensei monk, sad now. It it feels it. it they're kind of doing with this. It's the same idea with what they did with the Path of the Beast Barbarian, just ripping off the Shifter race. Like, you're just taking something that already exists and making it slightly worse just so that everyone can use it. And you know what? You know what? Can't say Bunk feel bad, man, right? I, I said that. Um, but you could, and even worse, right? You can change this shorter long rest. Yeah. So it's not even like you've trained one specific weapon. It's just every day, it's like, okay, I'm better at this one now. Today's longbow day. Any day, any anytime you find a better weapon, essentially, okay, I'm using this. Yeah. Oh, we have a plus one spear now. Sounds like I'm good with spears. So obviously, it it has a diminishing return after level whatever you get the D8 at. Whenever your hands are as good as weapons, yeah. Uh, which I feel is like level. S- I feel like seven is when my. I think my, it's higher my than you think it saying, is. But yeah, but... that feels low. Uh, hit. The martial art die goes to a D8 at 11, which yeah. is basically where I'm assuming most weapons that you would use this feature for are going to be, okay, why am I using the weapon at all? 11 is definitely a turning point for a lot of classes. Yeah, unless it's a, obviously a magical weapon, like you said. If it's plus something, then obviously you're going to use or, it. Yeah, or, or it has some sort of added benefit, like maybe you definitely need a silvered weapon for where you are going. Right. Why not get brass knuckles or silver yeah. knuckles? Yeah. Um, But it just feels like makes Kensei Monk sad, so I don't really... I don't like that this is an optional feature, um, I don't and I don't really I don't understand why this is an optional feature. Completely agree. I think he. Ooh, we should move on. 
We got a lot to talk about. We do, I, I, but I have a problem with this. <laughs> I think the only reason this exists is because of what we just said. Because this allows the monk to use magical weapons that they find. Yes. That's it. Yes. Uh, you know, once upon a time, monks didn't get to use anything. They had to, like, give all that shit up. You took your vow of poverty to get the well, added bonuses. And the Book and, of Exalted Deeds. Yeah, but the point is, like, monks were very not material, but that's not really the case anymore. Nah, not really. Like, monks nowadays, I feel like I actually give a damn about money and using it. Yeah. Um, okay, key fuel attack. Uh, I think it's nice because monks already always have that issue with martial arts where if they don't attack, they don't get that bonus action attack which you know sucks well this is but only for patient defense or stuff of the wind it, it well or anytime they use a key point anytime you use that... a key point and don't anytime you well, it says if you spend one more key point it's part of your action yes right so it has to be part of the exactly action. yeah so step of the wind and patient defense are the two but if there's a subclass feature that gives you something to use right. uh, an action for you still get your attack, third which... level that's what basically what it is I, i'm fine with it i have no issues with i think this. it's just trying to make monks feel better <laughs> I, I I have no issues. I, I like the idea, and, and actually, the thing that I like about it is the idea of a monk running up, step of the wind to go dash, and then still gets that attack, kind of like the charger feet. Yeah, I don't think that's usually what it's going to be for. It's more of a dodge, but also, also elbow yeah. while dodging. Yeah, maybe. Quick and healing. Ah, uh, so certain monks get healing as a subclass. Eh, that's fine. I'm not. Whatever. But now just every monk can heal. Every monk can heal themselves. Yeah. I don't, I, this is, this is, I've talked about this before. World of Warcraft, right? Years and years and years ago. Every class had a distinct identity. The farther you got in the game, the more homogenous everything became. Everybody had a different specialization that could do everything. And that's what we're getting. That's what we're yeah. getting in 5th edition. Completely agree. If a monk can fucking do what a fighter can do, this is second win, right? If they yeah. can do that then why am I ever going to be a fighter ever again, right? To use a special weapon? Guess what? My monk can use whatever weapon I want. Yeah. You know, and... Like like I said, you know, there's, we're going to talk about a subclass in about two seconds that gets healing as part of the subclass. It's different if the subclass Correct. can do it because then there's some trade-off to it. But if every monk in the world can do the same thing like this, I'm not down Correct. for it. Uh, and the last optional feature, focus aim. I don't get how this works thematically. Like, I don't get how spending key points can turn a miss into a hit. Um, Like, I took my shot. It didn't hit. But now I'm going to Zen push the arrow or the sword or the fist into the target. This is a mechanical question in 5th edition in general, right? To talk about non-lethal damage or smiting, right? I, I, I'm shooting you with a crossbow, but I say I just say before I attack, oh, this is a non-lethal shot. Or if I smite, I don't have to declare until after I hit. Oh, oh, by the way, that was a smite, right? So how is mm -hmm. this, oh, by the way, that was a hit, right? It's just a mechanical question of, like, how does that work? But the answer is so, magic. So it's... it's. I think this know, is actually but... a great feature that you're never going to use. I mean, when we talk start talking about subclasses and what their key points can be used for, yeah. Right, this I'm is seldom going to spend key my points. key points here. But if, if this a, if this costs something else instead of key points, this is great. Much different. But, much but different. the problem is I'm never going to use it. Okay, so let's get into the let's get into the the monks here. The way of mercy. To me, this doesn't feel like a monk. Nope. Does uh, like when I was reading through it, I'm thinking, you know, artificer or a cleric. You know, some the plague doctor idea kind of translates into cleric. a sciency type of person. 
not a spiritual kind of person. Well, this isn't really a plague doctor. Um, that's just the picture. This is I feel more like of they a, very distinctly say that in the description of it. This is more of a, um, my, I give you chest compressions violently. Plague doctor. Some looks never go out of style is exactly what Tasha said about it. Uh-huh. And it, she, it, it says some looks, right? It's just a picture. I don't think plague doctor is an appropriate description for this because what you're saying is correct. Look at that picture. He's got vials. He's got equipment, right? He's not punching shit. That's not what that picture's supposed to be. Well, they even get a plague doctor mask. First of all, okay. I'm just going to skip the skills because you gain skills. Cool. Great. Uh, uh, fun mask. Why is this a class feature? I don't know. Because they want to make you a plague doctor. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Why is this a class feature? Why is, oh, you get a mask. Anyone can go buy a mask. Yes, but these guys get one for free. There's a big difference. I could spend one silver piece and get a mask. Well, once on a time, monks didn't have a silver piece. So you know what? They're lucky to have the mask now. I could have crafted a mask. Well, you know what? I could have, have been gifted skills. one as part of my backstory. This is so fucking stupid that this is... In I don't have a problem with mess. I love it. I think I mean, it looks it's super the same cool. idea as trinkets that you get at the beginning of a game. Like, you could just take one if you wanted, but you roll for it. It just is. It's a thing. I, that's that's cool. exactly what I'm talking about. The trinket thing, I don't have to have... <coughs> I don't have to have it. It's, it's an optional thing that everybody can do. Why is this a subclass... Feature. Because they're plague doctors. Why is this a subclass doctors. feature? This is so dumb. Of everything we're going to talk about today, this is the dumbest thing. Oh, well. It, it, for me, this is so stupid. It's not bad. It's not good because there's no reason this should be here. You also gain a special mask. What are you trying to do? What is the point of this? See, that's not even an issue that I have. Like, I didn't even think about the mask. Like, it, I, I just... As soon as I realize that this is a plague doctor, I'm like, yeah, they need a mask. That makes sense. That's I fine. don't dispute that they thematically should have one. But it's up to your care. Why is this in the class features? Oh, get over it. I'm not going to get over it. Let's move on. Get Let's move over on. it. Hand of healing. So, so before we get into this, the big issue that I have with this class, aside from it doesn't feel like a monk, is the polar opposites that this class is. Correct. Like... like Something like uh, we talked about the druid, the the wildfire druid that burns things to reclaim things. You know, it burns and you know, heals and you know those are those are things that oppose each other but aren't necessarily opposites. Like obviously, wildfires lead to more growth and forests and such all the time. This is just I've got a hand that hurts and I got a hand that helps. Which one are you getting today, baby? Mystical maybe? touch can mend wounds, or you can use your key to inflict wounds. You can, as an action, spend a key point to touch a creature and restore a number of hit points equal to a roll of your martial arts die plus whiz. Or as part of your flurry of blows, you can replace one of the unarmed strikes with this feature. Mm -hmm. Or you can inflict wounds. When you hit a creature with an unarmed strike, you can spend a key point to deal extra necrotic damage, martial arts plus wisdom, once per turn. First of yep. all, I just don't, I just don't like visually understand I'm flurry of blowsing and one of those heals. Yep. Yeah, one I punch. It's punch, punch, heal. Right. I actually, when I wrote it, I wrote punch, heal, punch, punch. Ah, <laughs> ah. So you have extra attack at that point, yes. then. So yeah, 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 yeah. Attacks with extra. Okay. Um, okay. Now, I actually, the hand of harm, uh, where you're inflicting wounds. Yeah. And key, that's a makes smite. Sense. That makes sense. That's smite. 
right? Yeah. That's Monk Smite. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I think that's yeah. very cool. I I think that if it was not part of the Way of Mercy, which I feel like should be yes. much like the Peace Domain. Yes. You know, or the Redemption uh, Oath should be much more let's not kill each other let's help each other right it doesn't it doesn't fit with all of the healing this thing is doing it's like i i, I don't know where this character is supposed to be in the fight yeah. i i don't get this subclass at all um physicians touch you, your hands of healing are now kind of lesser restoration or your hand of harm poisons for a round Fucking poisons without a saving throw yeah when you you hit somebody, you smite you monk smite them. They're also poisoned. But my issue with this, does it still do that to something that is resistant to poison? So it just goes through resistance. They it doesn't do any damage, right? So yeah, but that it doesn't matter. But yeah, resistance to poison would in theory give you advantage on the saving throw against being poisoned. This is no saving throw. If you it hit them, happens. they have disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until the end of your next turn. That kind of it's rough. It's incredible. It's rough. Every bard who's ever tried to cast um, Vicious Mockery is crying right now. <laughs> Every single one. I cast Vicious Mockery. Oh, they fail the same throw. Bam, nailed it. Their next attack has disadvantage. Wow, I used my uh, cantrip well. Oh, I'm a monk with Hand of Harm. I hit them. For I hit them with my attack, so they already take the damage. Oh, by the way, they're automatically poisoned, which means all of their attack rolls and ability checks have disadvantage. Until my next turn. Yep. Every single bard on planet Earth is crying themselves to sleep. They're still very happy. I don't agree. Bards are always happy. Fuck you. Flurry of healing and harm. It, you get to use... Uh, it's free harm or heal if you're using it as part of your flurry of blows. Yep. Well, yep. You, you, do it, you can solely do it once per round. Only the hand of harm. The flurry of blows, you can replace each of the unarmed strikes with healing. So, yeah. So you can heal a lot. But again... Who? Where am I? Who am I healing? <gasps> am I up there punching my friend repeatedly in the chest to heal them? I hope so. Or I I hope you dis. Uh, no, can you? Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Uh, what? Mm. I'm trying to think of how you do this. You can't bonus action, bonus action. Now, won't work. I was gonna say disengage, run away, heal, heal. But you can't do that. So fuck it. Hey, the hand of ultimate mercy, though. That's that's pretty awesome. Hold on, I'm. Flurry of healing and harm. Wait. What? You can, you can, when you use Flurry of Blows, you can now replace each of the unarmed strikes with the use of your hand of healing without spending key points for the healing. Yeah. Hand of healing. As an action, you spend one key point to touch a creature or storm hit points. When you use your Flurry of Blows, you can place one and use this feature yeah. without spending key point for the healing. Okay. So if I, I spend the key point, instead of one. I spend the key point to Flurry of Blows, right? And you heal two times. I should be healed two times. Okay. That's, in, that's crazy. It's crazy. Okay. Hand of Ultimate Mercy. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, uh, a five key point resurrection, like a super resurrection. It's pretty awesome. It's not a super resurrection. Don't you get like hit points back and cured from all your shit? But it that does you restore have? limbs, and it's only twenty four hours. Ah, it's pretty fucking good. I mean, for it's, resurrection. it's level seventeen, right? It's it's a free resurrection once a day. It, but wow, but fucking wow, right? For five key points, like. Five key points isn't a lot. No, I think at that you point. have sixteen at this point in the. Uh, yeah, you'd have seventeen. You'd have seventeen. Level seventeen. Level seventeen. You have seventeen. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was minus one. Yeah, free res every day after level seventeen. Yep. Incredible. So yeah, your incredible. friends don't have to worry about dying as long as their brains aren't eaten by a mind flayer. Absolutely incredible. <sighs> All right, 
let's keep we, we gotta keep going <laughs> move it move it way of the astral self um so have you played borderlands 3 did you play any of the borderlands I, games? I started the first one i didn't really care okay i love them isn't this a uh, jojo thing jojo i don't anime? know anime i i'm sure it is but no this to me this is the new siren in borderlands 3 is this exact subclass okay you get the astral arms you get the astral body they do the punchy punchy yeah, Astral Arms lets you use your wisdom instead of your strength for stuff. For attacks, damage, skills, and saves. Um, An extra five foot of reach. And you can use them, to, yeah, you use the, the arms themselves to make unarmed strikes. With those, get five foot of reach, not your regular attacks. Yeah, yeah. But what's nice is, uh, in my opinion, just by activating the ability, you can deal force damage. You fucking boof. Cool. You boof out. Yeah. Um... Now, my, my issue, then, we'll get into it as we go, is that while this is cool to think about and it has some practical use, my issue is that you have to use all of the abilities. Otherwise, you don't really get this class's abilities at all. So, yeah, third level, one key point, gets you 10 minutes of arms. Yes. That's So, basically, you have to spend one key point per encounter because, in theory, you're not having multiple encounters over the course of 10 minutes, right? Yes. Uh, so, third level, you have three. That should be fine. Yeah. Visage of the Astral Self gets you a, a fucking mask or a helmet. So you use an extra key point, and you can see uh, in darkness up to 20, 120 feet. Um, other than that, the ability sucks. That's Advantage pretty- on insight and intimidation, whatever. And then the speaking to somebody within 60 feet and no one else can hear it or speaking to a big crowd, that's just so stupid. I wrote that basically that exact so- same thing. The dark vision, great. Great. Everything else is whatever. Stupid. So, yeah, but, two key points but, now per encounter for 10 minutes. Two key points, and you have to do it if you want to use body of the astral self. Well, so from but, level 6 to 10, yeah. right, you spend two, two key points per fight. Well, really, I'm not going to do this. I'm still spending one key point per fight because I don't need the helmet for most fights. Until you're doing the body of the astral self, which needs the arms and the visage active. Yes. And if you do that, you gain you the ability to reduce elemental damage as a reaction. And you get one extra martial art die per turn. Yes. So you so, do extra damage if you spend the two key points. Yes. So, yeah. And you the ability to reduce that elemental damage is very helpful, except that you typically will take that elemental damage as part of deck save, and you have evasion at this point in the game. Right. And you're not encountering a lot of things that are doing acid, cold, force, fire, lightning, or thunder. That's not the majority of damage you're taking, so that seems like a fringe benefit. It's mostly still, for the extra die. But still, so now you've got the ability to catch missiles and you can reduce elemental damage, which is cool. Now, nice. again, you don't have to decide I'm spending two right away. I can I can go, ugh, arms, and then a couple rounds later, be like, oh, shit, I need more damage. Ugh, mask as a bonus mm-hmm. action. I don't have mm-hmm. to do them both up front. Yes. So, it's, so it is versatile. Now, level 17, awakened astral self. When you got all three going... The arms, the face, the body. Bam! You can spend five key points to activate ultimate mode to get two AC and one more attack. It's good. I I wrote, I wrote, it feels balanced. It it feels in line with the rest of subclass. Like you build as you go and eventually you become this astral behemoth but I've never read a 
high level ability like this that has less going on in it. I don't know. I two AC and an extra attack. It feels underwhelming, but again, I I I'm gonna emphasize. I wrote this feels balanced. It feels super underwhelming. Like well, this isn't very exciting, but two AC and an extra attack is gonna be pretty significant given that this is a monk ability. This feels very monk ish. Yeah. I, I don't see it, does, that, it, but... it doesn't it's not confusing it doesn't feel like what what kind of monk am I I am a monk I punch shit but you have to use a minimum of seven key points no. just to get this no this is yeah. this is five one for the arms nope. one for the visage nope. five for the awakened self nope. yeah as a bonus I... action you can spend five key points to summon the arms visage and body oh wait what I thought it said when they are active you can spend five nope. Uh, what am I looking at? Nope, wrong thing. It's right there under Awakened Natural Self. Five. Okay, five. Five. Five key points. So yeah. you can use this ability three to four times per day to do this. Mm -hmm. So basically every encounter, you should have plus two AC and an extra, extra attack. I don't know. I think it's fine. It's not exciting, but it's fine. It feels it, it feels appropriate. I like the like you said the building structure of this subclass. This feels like a well developed, well thought out subclass. See, I don't like the building of it. Oh, okay. That that's the exact thing that I dislike about it is that I have to constantly be doing these other things to get like I don't like that they all have to be used to be useful. They don't. <laughs> Uh, they, oh, you know, up that in, the first honestly, a lot of people use key points just to flurry your blows or stunning strike or patient defense. I mean, you're really limiting your shit with this. I agree. The key point cost is the major factor here. Why this is a problem. But I just think, I think it's, it feels like a monk subclass more than a lot of things feel like appropriate subclasses. I will agree with that. Out of the two we've discussed today, this feels more like a monster. Well, I mean, subclass. just in general, of all the classes we've discussed, like, you know, the, yeah. all the fighters, like, why is this a fighter subclass, for example? They don't feel like it. This feels like a monster subclass. Uh, I mean, aside from the Psy Warrior, I mean, that's the only one that doesn't feel like a fighter. Well, we'll talk about something extra here in the next segment where we're going to move on to uh, Paladins. Paladins! All right. I'm very excited. Just that you could, I don't know if you can feel my energy today, but I'm ready to go to Paladin, so we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Hello. Um, I'm just going to get right into it. Paladins. Paladins! Optional class features. Additional paladin spells. I have no issues here. Very nothing small in, selection. Nothing in life could matter less than this additional class feature. Correct. You know why? Aside from the fact that they don't use them? I don't use my spells. But even if you did, those spells will not hurt the I'm, game at all. I, I'm smiting things. So. Good. Yeah. Okay, great. I can cast Gentle Repose. I'm not going to ever. But you can. Correct. I can, but I won't. I now, actually like the idea of them having prayer of healing. I don't know why they didn't in the first place. Now, here's here's where this gets spicy. Second level okay. paladin feature, fighting styles. 
yeah. blessed warrior. Mm-hmm. Can trips. First, first off, blind fighting is always is great. Blind fighting but, interception yeah. are on here. We already talked about those yeah. good fighter. Can trips. Warrior. Sir. I love the idea of a paladin getting ranged cantrips. That's great. I love it. I'm all for it. Amazing, on right? Amazing. What what are the two cantrips you take as a paladin? Uh, ooh, I'm gonna go with. It depends on my paladin. Cantrips. Either Tola Dead or Sacred Flame, but not both. Yep. And probably Word of Radiance, because I'm always up in melee. Yep. Word of Radiance, ten out of ten. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be popping some AOE damage. Yeah. Right. Especially in a fight with a lot of little guys where smiting isn't that great. I can just blow them up. Exactly. And if there are big guys, yeah, that's might. So you're good. So obviously it replaces a fighting style, but you know what? Uh I have uh martial versatility. So I can change my fighting style. I don't know how you have a cantrip and then don't have a cantrip. Whenever I want. Or whenever I get ability score improvement. But before we get to there, before we get to there, we have harnessing divine power. Uh, As with the cleric before, it's just a new way to use channel divinity, which is always helpful. You can get a spell slot back. Extra smiting is always good. And limited uses of channel divinity keep this from being OP. So now that's it. why this is actually good because it depends on obviously the channel divinity you have if you're going to use this. But what this does, as opposed to a, a cleric saying, "Oh, I get more spells," mm-hmm. this says the paladin, "Oh, you could have more spells, or you could take those spells and turn them into smites." Yeah, exactly. So this is more smites. Yep, smites. Always good to have more smites. I think uh, I think this makes the paladin much more powerful. I think it helps. I don't know about much more, but yes, it is helpful. more powerful. More powerful. Um, but yeah, martial versatility to get to pick up or gain get rid of cantrips whenever you gain ability score improvement. Hate it. Uh, uh, I'm suddenly I I, I suddenly uh, I have forgotten these cantrips, but now my sword is extra pokey. Ha-ha! I mean, your deity could t- give them or take them away from you. I don't know. Giveth and taketh, baby. Nothing could make less sense. I think. Fair enough. All right. Um, Oath of Gory. Well, Wait. we only. We only have one subclass to talk about. We've That's already talked Theros. about Theros. Yes. We've Oath, talked of, about the Oath, Oath of Glories in Theros. Yes. Now, why do we mm-hmm. o- why do we get a reprint of a subclass and then we only get one other subclass, right? Well, uh, the answer to that is quite simple. Uh, they didn't have anything else to say. They they liked the uh Paladin classes that they had, and so they just feels like a ripoff. That, um, but uh, in the same way, uh, the Bard only had one that wasn't used before. The Eloquence Bard is already in a book, so they only had the Creation Bard in this one. Yeah, I just didn't really mention it then. It just feels like a ripoff, doesn't it? Well, it's not just—it's not really that. I think that the Paladin subclasses that exist are strong. They didn't need to add more or fix it much. I guess. I guess that makes sense. You know, there's only so much. There's uh, paladins themselves are already a specialized thing. There's only so much more specialization you can add to a class that is very, in its own way, special. Which you know we've talked about it several times. We're reaching maximum saturation of subclasses, aren't we? Oh, I I completely agree. We we what else? What else can you fucking do? You at this point you're just and I think you see it in the optional class features. We've kind of. The more we talk about this book, the more we see that the optional class features are just them stealing from other races and classes that already exist. Yeah, we are we're due for a 
new edition. Edition revision. Any any moments now. I like. I thought it was going to happen this year. I think Corona definitely threw that off. So maybe next year, but most likely 2022 now. I can't wait for D and D six six sixth edition. Ooh, that's Sa- the that's the book movie. of uh, vile darkness. Yes, because uh, we gotta we need to wipe the slate fucking clean. We and do start over. We do, and I think we need to be more selective of the content that gets put out in the future. Well, I think over the course of six years. Yeah, 2014. Mm-hmm. We've learned a lot. I think so. they've learned a lot, and could do a great, a great job with sixth edition. Yeah, either that or go back. You know, obviously, you and I both love the third edition model, where there were a bunch of classes and there were prestige classes, and everything kind of had its own feel, and you could pick and choose from that love instead of having to decide on a class and a subclass. And it was forced upon you. And you like, could just change time, your shit. Whenever you you were just a paladin. If you wanted to take and be an, as we're about to get into, a paladin that also hunts extra planar creatures, then you would have to do a prestige class and feats accordingly. Blackguard. Yeah. Fallen paladin, man. All right, let's let's get to the Oath of the Watchers then. So I I personally uh they I like these guys. I like the subclass. They're very, very good at their very specific thing. They hate outsiders. Capital yes. O. Yes. Big xenophobes. Creatures from other planes, basically. Yes, exactly. Fey, fiends, uh, celestials. celestials. Were aberrations in there? I think aberrations are in there, right? Um, bow, 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 bow. Aberration, celestial, elemental, fey, or fiends. Oh, I forgot elementals were in there. So yeah, things from other planes. Yes. They don't like them, and they're going to find a way to kill them. So they get uh, their Oath of the Watcher spells. Nobody cares. Um, there oh, is one true. I there is there's one I care about. Counterspell. 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 A paladin see- getting counterspell is a. Uh, I would give up my my smiting for counterspell. Counterspell and see invisibility. Now I did make a paladin subclass many moons ago based on the, um the what were they, the inquisitors in Dragon Age. Yeah. What are those things called? The Templars. The Templars yeah. in Dragon Age. And mm-hmm. they get Counterspell. Yeah, you were ahead of the game on this one. Yeah, I, it was a very niche anti-magic count. It's very similar to this, actually. But it was that for you made just to kill my Warlock. Uh, No, I made it to just kill your Warlock. Um, But this one <laughs> is very, very niche. I don't care about the spells. Channel Divinity. Um, What did I write here? I put the Watcher's Will is lame. It just, eh. I actually put it's very great. If you know you're going into a fight against spellcasters. Okay, fair. If you know it's coming, very helpful. Otherwise, meh. Right. If, uh, I, if I know, okay, we're fighting. We're, we're going to go find a Mind Flayer. Oh, shit. Big door. Boss fight coming up. Advantage on intelligence, wisdom, and charisma saving throws for one minute. Yes. Let's go in. This is great. Yes, but very rarely do you have that kind of foresight. Guess so. what? I don't use it. Now it's a smite. Um. Yeah, because you have to trade. Yeah, I got you. Um, Abjure the extra planer is just turning, but for extra yeah. planer creatures. Right. So it's that's, fine. That's it's fine. It, I, the, my problem with that is most of these beings that you're trying to turn are going to make their save. Whereas uh, turning undead, making an undead make a wisdom save, that's easy. Most undead will fuck that up. Yeah. But 
these creatures, aberrations, celestials, fiends, fey, they will make this save. Especially because as a paladin, your DC is not that high. So, I mean, it should, even if it is, they're still going to make yeah, this save. Yeah, but you're save. not stacking that ability. You're not stacking charisma, you know? No. You're, it's going to be good. You're going two, three, but I'm stacking constitution and strength probably. Mm-hmm. Right? So, my D, so this is really never going to work. Probably not. Unless it's tiny little outsiders when I'm at a higher level, kind of like, I th- eh. Elementals, I think, are where this works. I think you can definitely hit elementals because uh, they don't Yeah, have I feel like a wisdom. fire elemental has a high dex save, but... Yeah, they're strength. They're very physical-based. Strength, con, dex. Uh, they don't have int, wisdom, or charisma because no elementals are spellcasters. Fire elementals, dex, con, three, int, minus two, wisdom, zero, charisma, minus two. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, okay. What's the next thing on here? Aura the, of the Sentinale. We almost had that in, in unison. Almost. Um, aura Very nice. Very nice ability. Uh, it is, except for the fact that you are hugging each other to get this at the start of a fight. Uh, so, yeah, if you're in confined spaces or if you are beset upon at night. Yes. Very helpful. But my, my problem with it is... You know, are you going to be hugging yourself? Okay, fine. I'm an Oath of the Watcher. I'm hunting some aberrations. I'm going after a Mind Flayer. Do I really want to be that tightly knit at the start of a fight? But every Paladin aura starts 10 feet, and that's always the drawback of every single one of them. And in theory, theory, this is plus three minimum, right, to initiative. So hopefully some people are going to go fucking first and can get out of that formation right away. Yeah, that is the hope, but uh, there's uh, it's not my favorite aura. I think there it's are, worth the the risk. There are other auras that, I, in my opinion, are much better, but this one is fine. This I just good. love that it, you know a plus three to initiative is really good. Yeah, three, four, five, six. It's, it's it is. It's really I'm not saying good. it's not, but I I hate the idea of bunching up. I I always have. I always will. I know, but again, it's ten feet around you, so it's you guys are in a, a twenty five foot line across from one end to the other. Yeah. So if I if if one of those people goes first, then they the group's already spread out. And if the group gets surprised, we're all fucking dead. Correct. But that didn't matter anyways. That was going to happen either way. But if we're all spread out at the beginning, we're not all dead. That's the whole point. Vigilant rebuke. No, wait, just real fast. Do you really want your spellcasters within 10 feet of your paladin? Um, let's see. What level is that? 7? Yeah. Hold on. Stand by. I'm standing by. Okay. At level six, you get Aura of Protection, Mm -hmm. which gives people bonuses to saving throws equal to my Charisma modifier. Yep. Minimum plus one. Yep. Right? Yep. So we're grouped up. Mm -hmm. So either we're being attacked, which is a single target thing, and that wouldn't matter if they were next to me or not. Or it's a saving throw, which, yeah, it's going to hit several of us, but they get a bonus because I'm near them. I think it's worth the risk. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's good for the people that are fighting with the Paladin, but if I'm if I'm a rogue, I'm still staying back. Well, I'm, not, well, I'm not up in there. You bring up a great point. I'm, I'm the wizard. I'm the rogue. I'm the ranger. I'm not near the Paladin. My initiative already either has advantage or my dex is high. But if I am the barbarian or the fighter who's near the Paladin... Guess what? My dex is maybe not that great. Plus three on my initiative. Oh boy, is that going a long way. And I actually want to be next to him. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is for the other melee fighters. And if that's the case, brilliant. It's a great ability. But you don't think so. 
It, it's fine. I mean, I, I think it's a great seventh level ability. You can't change your mind. I think other paladin orders at seventh level are better than that, but sure, okay, it's good. I'm just gonna go over that oath of glory. Let's go back. Let's go back to the one we, that we skipped. Yeah, emanate an aura that fills you and your companions with supernatural speed. <laughs> your walking terrible. space increases by ten feet. In addition, you are if you aren't incapacitated, the walking speed of any ally who starts their turn within five feet of you. Five feet it's of fucking you. Fucking terrible. Increase, yeah. So I'm gonna go with this one. Much better. Yes, out of the two, this one is better. <laughs> uh, vigilant, vigilant rebuke. Vigilant, vigilant bukaki. I mean rebuke. This is fun. I, I think. Hold on. My note said, "Make me use my brain." Hellish rebuke. That I put feels like hellish rebuke for mind control saves. Yeah, it's if it. It's good, it, but it feels weak for a fifteenth level ability. Uh, two d eight plus charisma again, which is probably going to be two or three. Yeah, that's that's. You know, that's going to be like eleven to twelve four, damage. Four to right? twenty. Four to twenty damage. Excuse me. Uh, four to eighteen. Oh, because you're saying you're saying maximum. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, whenever you or a creature you can see within thirty feet of you succeeds on a saving throw, intelligence, wisdom, or charisma, you mm -hmm. can use your reaction to boop the creature that forced a saving throw. Yeah. So the whole point, I think, is to try and force a concentration check. I that I agree with. Right. Oh yes. shit! That guy's mind control my ally. Gah! And he and you try and just get that shot in again. It's probably going to make them roll a, a 10, um, but still. But every time you make them roll, they can roll a 1. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yep. Um, so I think that's exactly what this is for, um, to try and just to try and break a mind control or whatever it is mm -hmm. that some outsider is doing to my friend. So I think it's just fine. It's, again, 15th level, not very exciting, um, but, but it is very unique. Yeah, yes, I would agree with that. Very unique. I don't think I've seen any other ability quite like this. Agreed. Um, which I, I actually do like it a lot. Now, level 20, this is where Paladin shine. It, at level 20, every Paladin gets a ultimate form, essentially. Yes. For one minute, you get yeah. your form. One minute, you get whatever it is. You, uh, you know, what was it in Bleach? They could, like, unlock their weapon and go wild for a short amount of time. Uh, uh, uh Bukaki mode. I don't know. <laughs> it's like that. Wait, wait, no. I, I think I know this. Is it Soul Form? It's Bon. It's Bon some bank, Banku. Bleach. Banku or something. Ultimate Form is what I'm Googling. Banku, Banku mode. Um. Uh. Uh. I don't know. What was that dude with the jingly bells in his hair and the eye patch? Zen, Eat, Zenpachi? Uh, Tenpachi. Tenpachi. That Tenpachi was Zerati or whatever. Yeah. See, I knew there's Bankai. Bunk, I was close. Yes, Bunku, you were. Bunku you time. were very, very close. Bankai. I think level twenty paladin blades are bankai. There you go. Um, so this one is very good against the creatures you hate. So good. They so are fucked. They're fucked. True sight fucked. to catch those fuckers that are hiding. Advantage on attack rolls against those specific beings. And then you can just banish them every time Potential you hit them. Potential banishment on every a time you hit. hit them. So two around. That's so good. It's, Except if they make their save, you can't do it for 24 hours. But yeah. if there's more than one, you hit one. Maybe it's gone. Maybe it's not. You hit the other. The beautiful part about it, there's no concentration. They're gone. Correct. So if, you, if you're if you in Descent to Avernus and you are this, everyone is fucked. You are, you are ready well, to kill some fiends. Wait, doesn't just send them back to their plane? Oh, but yeah, they're already on the plane. They're on their oh, plane. No, be, never mind. Never mind. You're this fucked. Guy, this guy is a material plane 
Stewart. He is a, a keeper of the material realm. I wonder what adventure this is good in then. Because if he um any like any of the water deep stuff, yeah, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, he'd be yeah. good. Um, you know, things like that. But yes, anywhere that he is not on the material plane, he is fucking not as good. So I like conceptually, I think this is super cool. Right? Oh yeah. Like my like what's your my role is to defend the material plane against invaders. Incredible backstory potential, a whole lot of fun, especially at a higher level, because these creatures that you're fighting are going to be higher level encounters. So it's more fun for a DM too. This is, yeah, this is, I would say, arguably the most unique paladin subclass. Yes, it does. It doesn't, it feels like a paladin while also not feeling like a paladin. Yeah, it's a, it's like a ranger favorite enemy paladin. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. I dig it. I actually give this one overall a pretty good score. Yeah. Though with the glory, I don't care. I don't really give it a score. Um, I move fast. Yeah, but I think this one is. I think this one's worth it. If you know you're going to be fighting extra planar, actually, it doesn't even matter because you can change your subclass whenever. If you end up fighting elementals or outsiders of some kind, pick this. Yeah, there you go. This is great. Um, <sighs> so I think this is cool. Just imagine writing an entire backstory about how you're an Oath of Glory paladin, but then you're like, wait, I can be something else? Done. Done. Change my subclass. <sighs> Fuck you, game. Okay, we didn't talk about it today. I did want to briefly talk about um, Chris Pine being in a D&D movie. Uh, Perfect. Next session. But we'll do it next episode. Uh, when this comes out, it is December 17th. Happy birthday to my brother. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't know you're still saying happy birthday to him. I did text him recently, actually. No shit. How'd that go? It was fine. Inspiring um, minds want to know. Uh, so the following episode will come out on Christmas Eve, and then we will be taking uh, one or two, probably one, but two, maybe two weeks off. Um, so we'll hear from us next week, but then mm-hmm. you won't hear from us the week after that. Uh, make sure to subscribe, rate the show, wherever you found it, wherever you get your podcasts, people. We're on. I, we're on like every platform. Um, you could be topics. one of the literal three people that talk to us online. That's not true. We have a number of followers on Twitter. Um, that number is small, but it is a number. Feel free to send us topics you want to hear about at rwdpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, we will see you next time. Till then. Bye-bye. Bye.